Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Uh, every year there's a list put out of the uh, worst passwords, the ones you want to avoid so that you don't get hacked and have all your stuff end up in Russia. And, uh, and every year, the top two worst ones are one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> and password. Yes. People keep doing it. They think they're smart. They'll drop the O and use a zero. Oh, because you got to put a number yeah. in it now, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, we keep you keep using those, and you keep wondering why everything you own on your computer is gone. Because we got to change them all the time, and we're lazy, and we've got too many passwords and too many things that require passwords. Yeah. It's difficult to keep them all together. Like, we're not supposed to have just one. Mm-hmm. Remember right. early on, like, you could do whatever. Like, you take your last name, you know, Luck 1. Or, hey, you know, but now... Hey, you, can- you shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to at one point, I remember uh, I had a job where every month you had to change it. Right. And so I would just make it the month. Oh, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. I'd rotate through my children's names and family members, but I couldn't remember them. Okay, I got two boys. Uh, anyhow, we, uh, yeah, we just use... pick a favorite. That's right. Um, oh, no, I love them both. Either. Yeah, sure you do. Uh-huh. Uh, we also, bad ones we use, one, 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 one. Okay. Yeah. But then there's words, and I, and, I, and I don't quite know why these words are deemed to be bad ones, but like QWERTY, whatever QWERTY is. Well, that's the, uh, the, the top five keys on the keyboard, right? The oh. top six. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Look at that. That's why they're called QWERTY keyboards. I don't think I ever knew that. Really? I think I've heard you say it before, yeah. but I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking turn of events. I don't think I ever realized that. Yeah. Huh. Um, sunshine, football, soccer, monkey. Password one, princess and unknown are words right. that for some reason or another. And if those stick out to you because it is your password, it's probably time to change it. Yes, that's right. Superman also shows up on the list. Cookie, whatever, let me in, boo-boo, and muffin. I'm, I'm, never, uh, I'm, never, I'm never one to change it unless I'm forced you know, right. tell you. but yeah, I've I've been sticking with the same passwords. Yeah, you know, yeah, I and I wish like some sites would tell you what was required in the password, mm. like let you know if it required a capital letter, a number, and a right. special symbol. You know, I don't know if the Russians are really looking up Kitchen Stuff Plus to find <laughs> out how to get into my stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I bought one thing there for Adrian a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and I still can't remember the password. I'm always so proud when they when I'm asked to uh, put in a new password, and you put it in, and it gives you that. That's a strong password. Well, yeah. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I did a strong one. I did a strong yeah, you'll one. You'll never remember it, no. but it was strong. I did something good there. And what do you think the fastest thing the human body can do is? <laughs> After Mexican. <laughs> Digest. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, snapping your fingers. Okay. It's, the, it's the fastest thing we can do. Is that fast, faster than blink? Yes, 20 times faster than Get blink. Get out of here. It's faster than a baseball pitcher's arm when they're moving just before they release the ball. That blink of an eye was like the fastest thing you ever... I guess not. Well, you blink, I'll snap. Scientists have found it takes just seven milliseconds to snap your finger. Okay. Yeah. That's that's, that's it. I know something else you can snap in (laughs) seven seconds. Seven milliseconds? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
So there's about uh, 53 reports to the police, the Toronto police uh, force. Uh, people are calling in with complaints and want charges laid. And the cops are saying, can you stop doing this? There's nothing we can do. There's no charges to be laid. These are unvaccinated people. This group of people who are not happy because they're sitting at home right now, unpaid leave and probably heading towards unemployment if they, I guess, don't go get their vaccine. This group of people, Toronto School Board and Toronto Catholic District School Board teachers. Right. Teachers. Oh, the teachers. You know, it's, it is amazing. They're, they're, they're saying that it's uh, extortion what's going on. And, and it's, you know, and the problem for a lot of these teachers is forever they've had their union be the spokesperson for them. They just had to carry the picket signs. Mm. You see them outside of schools all the time. <laughs> not all the time. Not, not during the summer. No, no. No, they're in Muskoka at the cottage. Uh, they're preparing their signs on their, on their deck um, for, the spring, for the fall. But yeah, so so for the first time in ever in probably ever, these teachers are being told what to do with no recourse for themselves outside of getting the vaccine, and they want nothing to do with it. So as of November first, the uh, Toronto District School Board's policy states that trustees, employees, and other people who have direct contact with staff and students at the TDSB must be fully vaccinated. And uh, there's about fifty or so, probably more, but there's fifty or more who are saying that this is criminal. And somebody should be charged. So they're calling police? Yeah. And like asking, on a daily basis? Yeah. And the cops are saying, can you stop calling us, please? <sighs> Look, it, I, I know for the most part it's it's the union. And, and I understand that, you know, the union has a job to do. They collect fees and dues from the, the teachers. And so they have to. And it's that's their promise to the teachers that they'll always move forward and try to get them more and, you know, all of that. But boy, certainly I thought it was a highlight during this pandemic that out of everybody that was involved, and we were all involved in some, you know, frontline workers and grocery stores and cabs and people who were out there every single day dealing with this, they seemed to, for the most part, soldier on. Mm. Except for one group who, in my mind, and if you ask, it's, it's just kind of that public opinion now. There was one group who never really stopped complaining. And that was the teachers' union. It was there was always another problem. We all had to get on with it, but for them, it was always a problem. Now, I say union because I'm sure there's a lot of great teachers out there. I've met very nice teachers. I've met teachers who hate my guts, <laughs> and I get it. <laughs> I understand you don't like you know me saying these things, but I am telling you that there is a a, a, a big majority of people who think the same way as me. Right. Yeah, well, listen, there's a lot of people who are jealous of teachers. There is jealousy, and, and, yes. Uh, and jealous of their, you know, hours, their their vacation time off mm-hmm. uh, that they get two weeks at Christmas and the, and the summer um, that, you know, many other jobs don't get. And it's not like, and, and, you know, and what we've said all along is that, you know, teachers who get upset by this jealousy have to just own it. And just say, yeah. hey, it's you been know, my, my yeah, stance I got a, I got a good gig. I went Pays to school. very well. Yeah. I went to school for it. Yeah. Right. I don't begrudge them their salary or anything, but you're right. Just yeah, it's, it's a job upfront. I wouldn't want to do. No, I wouldn't right? want it either. But no, you no. chose to do that job. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you, I've always kind of said the thing with teaching is it's, it's the one job where you kind of have an 18 year preview of what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. No one knows, you know, you want to be an engineer. You're not really sure 
what it's like day to day for an engineer. Yeah. You know, you want to be a high school teacher. Well, you were in high school. Yeah, sure, you don't know some of the, the back end stuff of how how busy it is to prep for classes. Yeah. But you know, day to day, in and out, you know, you're going to be dealing with some idiot kids here and there and, you know, exactly the kinds that you're going to deal with. You might have been one of them at one point in time. Yeah. We've used this example in the past. Our jobs are uh, unique in that we work, you know, the four hours a day. And so people will look at what we do and go, oh, that must be uh, great, only working four hours a day. And, you know, great gig. And you get to go to all these events. And, you know, you get catered to it, this, that, or the other thing. And they, again, don't necessarily see the behind the scenes of how we have uh, next to no pension or there's no security. You can be fired if the ratings aren't where they're supposed to be. And, right. You know, and there's a lot of stuff we do that they don't know about. But what I've always done is played right into that. Yeah, you won't believe how easy this gig is. I play tunes. I, I, I just, Lucky and I just gab and BS for four hours. The salary is, you know, amazing for what we do. And it's incredible. Greatest gig ever. Teachers need to do the same thing. Right. But instead, the minute you bring anything up, they get very defensive. And that's because they know they have it good. And, and they're so afraid of admitting that because the union's always looking for the next thing. Right. You know? Yeah, but in this case, too, though, there's it's only 50 teachers, right? Who yeah. are causing this. Yes, stir. of course. I mean, there's thousands of teachers. Of course. But out of all the different businesses that have put in this mandate of get vaccinated or gone. Right. The only one calling the cops <laughs> are the teachers. <laughs> <sighs> I found the perfect Christmas gift for uh, for Coop. Oh, okay. It's a, a new toy that he can chew on, and inside of it, there will be a um, a camera so that he can video call you. <laughs> Actually, that'd be fun. We could put him on the air. He'd probably make more sense. <laughs> what, is, what does Coop think of this? Right. And just let him uh, share his opinions. Yeah, researchers in uh, Scotland and Finland teamed up to create a prototype device called a dog phone. That lets your dog initiate video calls. So now your dog can call you instead of you looking in on your dog. Right. Because sometimes I'm sure the dog is like, can you leave me? I'm having a moment here. Right. You- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm licking at myself. Uh-huh. Uh, so they put the sensor in the toy, and anytime it shakes the toy, you get a call. Oh, that could be a That thing. seems a little offside. Yeah. It'll be happening all the time. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. Um, so this researcher... Came up with the idea, and uh, she tested it on her 10-year-old black lab uh, named Zach. Tested it for three months. She showed him how to use it and left him alone with it every few days, and he did call her a handful of times. She's still not sure if he really knows what he was doing. (laughs) You're a a professor. He doesn't. But she uh, got several calls where it seemed like he did. He'd approach the screen and show her some toys, and she'd talk to him through a speaker. He also made a few calls by mistake while he was sleeping with the toy, so it was basically a butt dial. By the end of the study, there were certain times of the day she expected him to call. He didn't. She was sad, like he ghosted her. Wow. Yeah. I think it's more for her than uh, him. You think? Yeah. I think most things to do with animals is more for the owner than it is the pet. Yeah, we've really dreamed up this whole, and I believe we have, this whole separation anxiety thing where the dogs once everybody goes back to work and the, i think the dogs are just going to have a dart and go thank god i got the house to myself <laughs> i think there'll be some like I, I don't think it's completely dreamed up i think that you know there are cases where animals uh certainly react differently they mm. can have you know whether health problems 
uh, as a result of this. I know recently we had some friends left their dog, and uh, and it had like like diarrhea. Like the, like the second they go, oh, it, yeah. this happens all the time. It's like a nervous thing. And she probably gives them X lax before she goes. <laughs> Anything to prove our point? I need to be home. That's, oh, well, that's the yeah. thing. I think well, I think for a lot of us. You know, one dog psychiatrist, if there are such a thing, as there found, are. have yeah. found have found a new avenue where they can bilk you out of one hundred and fifty bucks an hour, and and I think a lot of us are just so desperate to be loved by our pet, right? That we've put this in their head. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you know, we've started obviously leaving Coop alone a lot more now than, but he's gone so long without ever being alone. Mm-hmm. You have to, like anything you do with them, you you kind of train them or prepare sure. it for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Leave them little chunks at a time here and there and have a routine for how you do it. And then when you get back, he's right there looking at himself. Yeah, well, exactly. I, uh, this little dog we're watching, Sully, so it's uh, my uh, son's girlfriend's dog. And they're taking him to, to some kind of training, although he's like five. I think he might be past it. But right. the, one of the first steps they do is uh, you have to dictate to the dog when food time is not the dog dictating it to you oh, okay. so they'll put out like a bowl in the morning he gets a half an hour if he doesn't eat it it's gone right. and he doesn't get it again till the evening yes but now he's in this routine where he'll like we it gets put out but we're kind of having dinner at the same time and he's far more interested in what food's going on at the table yes so he'll sit there he won't touch it until like the half an hour is almost up and we'll keep telling him you know clock's ticking sully <laughs> And then in the last minute, he'll hover over it and start eating it. Oh, really? And to make you feel like a big bag of poo for taking it away from him. <laughs> Anyhow, I think he's still training us, not the other way around. Are we going to be excited to go see uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, or is this going to be a stiff and, and nobody's going to care? I'm on the side of stiff and nobody cares. I think they're like about 30 years a little late, but uh, it is the uh, official reboot with all the original cast members. Uh, but even uh, almost all is Moranis yeah. isn't in it. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, but Rotten Tomatoes is a scoring Afterlife even lower than the uh, female-led Ghostbusters reboot in 2016. <sighs> wow, really? And, and people hated that. So uh, I I don't know. It opens over the weekend and uh, into early next week. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it uh, it'll it'll go nationwide, North America, um, and then throughout the world after that. And it, might do well in some countries, but I, I just I just feel like, I mean, I was of an age when that movie, for nostalgia reasons, certainly. I mean, I loved it when I was young. Just I could care less. It's like there's going to be a Lethal Weapon five. Have you heard about this with Mel no. Gibson? He's directing. I don't know if he's starring in it, but he's certainly directing it. Again, like, who who, who cares? Do we care about a Lethal Weapon five? Uh, I mean, they've made. More on the uh, uh, Die Hard series. They've made more in some other, like the Fast and Furious ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess someone cares. I guess, if, I guess if they just have an action movie plot, that's all that really matters. Yeah. I mean, Lethal Weapon did branch off into a TV show at one point, right? Yeah, those short waves. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It just look at Rocky was great in that, and it really got stale towards you know four and five. But at least with Rocky, and it continues on down a different avenue. Yeah. You know, I, I like, that's fine. A movie can keep going if you find other branches to uh, to veer off with. And uh, it just seems to me like, I don't know anything about Lethal Weapon 5. Like, But is it going to be the two of them 
You know, Danny Glover complaining that he's too old. He's definitely too old now. Yeah, he was too old before. Um, okay, well, let me ask you this then. Will you watch the Ghostbusters? Like, the, do you do you look at Rotten Tomatoes before you watch a movie? No, I, I rarely do. I mean, I've, I've, I've gone on it just to kind of peruse through it, but not for one particular thing. Right. Um, I, I would watch it if it, I guess it showed up on Netflix or something. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be going to the theater to see it. That's I, for I just sure. think there's a lot of nostalgia. And, and the fact that maybe because we're just coming off Halloween, maybe, if anything, they, they should have done it right around Halloween. Mm. Because Ghostbusters costumes still... Hold up. Yeah, maybe maybe I've, I'm reading it totally wrong. It just seems, I just get the feeling that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be great. I'm just saying I think it's going to have some success just based on the nostalgia. Yeah, perhaps. Pete Davidson spent his birthday with Kim Kardashian. Get out. Yes. And her mom, Chris, and Flavor Flav. They're <laughs> like best friends. Well, if you know, you need to know what time it is at any point. You got to call Flavor Flav. Well. Yeah. Um, Pete calls him his adoptive dad, and Flavor Flav calls Pete his adopted son. They're that close, supposedly. That's awkward, okay. Yeah. yeah. On The Office, uh, this never happened, and thankfully it didn't, but Jim almost cheated on Pam. Really? Yeah, one of the showrunners, uh, the guy who played Toby on the show, uh, he really wanted this to happen. He thought it would be a great kind of, you know, a new avenue for the show. That guy always amazed me on the show because Toby is just so deadpan mm -hmm. all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even when Michael Scott was so mean. Like, it's got to be tough. How do you, like, you think, how do you not laugh in some of the funny scenes? Mm -hmm. Like, how he doesn't break. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did, but yeah. The um, outtakes would be funny from that. There's a new book called Welcome to Dunder Mifflin, The Ultimate Oral History of the Office, and this is where this story is told. Uh, John Krasinski, who played Jim, it was the only time he says that he put his foot down and saying, no, I'm not going to shoot this. It's not happening. Wow. Yeah, he just felt it was pushing the characters too far and that Jim was so crazy for Pam. Yeah, he would never cheat on her. Will Smith wanted to date his cousin, or at least his cousin on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He wanted to date Karen Parsons, who played Hillary. Oh. Yeah, he even asked her out and she said, hell no. Really? And now he says that was probably a good call. Okay. I was always a Karen Parsons fan. Right. I always found her very cute. Huh? You? Well, I, I liked uh, liked I liked I liked her house. <laughs> could have could have seen myself moving in Uncle Phil's place at some point. <laughs> you could live in the back. You and uh, <laughs> that pool, you pool and, uh, house. Yeah, yeah. Always, you know, that's one of those shows you see lots of times of different shows. The, the homes are beautiful or whatever the case. And then they'll have something like that. And you're like, oh, wouldn't that be cool one day? Yeah. Have a house with a guest house in the back. You and Carlton could be doing the dance. You're right. It would be excellent. Anyhow. I could see how during the show's filming, too, how she would say, well, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, it keeps you on the show longer. Yeah. Especially when they had the replacement for Aunt Viv come in. That's right. Yeah. Right? But, you know, that being said, it could shorten your life on the show as well. Oh, for sure. If things go south. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Hillary all of a sudden dies in a car accident. <laughs> What's the shortest commercial flight in the world? It's in Scotland, and the flight goes between two islands and lasts about 90 seconds. 90 seconds? Yeah, you can't even jo join the Mile High Club at that time. <laughs> well, <laughs> man, you couldn't build a bridge? Yeah, swim? Throw a couple of rocks? Yeah, strange, right? 90 seconds, like, what's the point? Anyhow. The average person burns about 0.19 calories a minute when they're laughing. That comes out to about 17 calories during a standard 90-minute comedy movie. Okay. 
Yeah, but it keeps stuffing our faces with popcorn and <laughs> nachos and cheese. <laughs> and oh, and those uh, Jack and Coke yeah, slushies. They we were good. Tried those yesterday at Landmark. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be seen as an adult ordering a slushie. Mm. Change your mind. It's fantastic. Yeah, they really were. They were really good. And I and I noticed too as as they melted down a bit. You got the the Jack. A little more Jack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I let it go right to water. Wow. And it was good. Yeah, really good. Nice to see Landmark Cinemas up and going again. We're talking with uh, Joe, the manager over there, and uh, people are coming out to the movies once again, so that's great. We had to go refilm our little promos for them. Right, yeah, we did it once, but they were... Too graphic. (laughs) Too graphic in nature. So so instead, they give us some Jack and Coke and say, here... (laughs) Get at it. (laughs) Yeah. You know me, I don't go to the movies, but I I might just go for that. Just go to the bar. I'll stay for the movie. Yeah. Just... Just take Adrian and go, let's go for a drink. Let's go for a drink. <laughs> I want a slushy. No, oh, yeah, no, it was, it was terrific. I mean, in our last promos, we had to redo a lot of them because they weren't so, you know, uh, social distancing friendly right, yeah. anymore. You know, I, I mean, drinking the uh, the butter right out of the machine wasn't uh-huh. so good. But this time, the last videos, we, we, the ones we had to redo just recently is because we, we really went to town on that butter machine. <laughs> it really, it didn't see that coming. So anyhow, if you go to Landmark, <laughs> think think Burt Reynolds and Strip Tease. <laughs> That's very Such similar. A great scene. Very similar. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they'll be at Landmark soon enough if we're going back uh, to the movies. Um, some of the major raptor sound effects in Jurassic Park were created from audio samples of tortoises having sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did they have that just on file? Well, there, there was that. Wasn't there something that floated around? We had some audio of tortoises, and they were like little squeaking right, noises. Right, yeah. Remember that? Poor tortoises just trying to get a little little tiny leg over. <laughs> That's right. Very little leg over. Uh, Sweden has more than 221,000 islands. That's the most of any country in the world. Finland is second, followed by Norway, Canada, and Indonesia. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, I knew we had a lot of islands, but Sweden seems small to have that many islands. Yeah, a lot of fjords is the only thing I knew. Right, yeah. The core of the Earth is hotter than the surface of the sun. All right. That'll, uh, those geothermal guys will like hearing that. Mm-hmm. The philosopher Voltaire made all his money in 1729 when he was th- only 35 years old. He realized the jackpot of the French lottery was more than the cost of buying every single ticket so he bought every ticket and won a jackpot of about 500,000 francs, which is equivalent to about tens of millions of dollars today. Wow. So you could go do that next yeah. time with your Lotto Max. <laughs> Buy all the numbers. I think that's why they capped it. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. It's making a lot of sense. And boy, it would take a long time. Mm-hmm. Even online, you'd get carpal tunnel by the time you bought all those tickets. And if I went to the gas station and buy them, I know you'd be behind oh, me. Oh, yeah. No, you. I, if I wasn't behind you when you bought them, I'd be the guy behind you when you were having them all checked. <laughs> check these. Hold on, I got a few more. <laughs> uh, hold on. You come in with a wheelbarrow of tickets. Can we? Can we check these? Um, we we're just mentioning Indonesia there with the islands. They also have something else going or not going. I guess they experience more earthquakes than any other country in the world. Right. Yeah. So you you want to stay? That's away. why. I, that's the one reason I haven't gone to Bali. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's why I'm staying away. Adrian's he said, let's go to Bali for this weekend. Said, nah, it's <laughs> earthquakes. I'm worried about an earthquake. Yeah, thinking about the children. Nicolas Cage turned down the roles of Shrek in Shrek, Neo in Matrix, and Harry in Dumb and Dumber. Holy cow, yeah. really? Yeah. Thank you, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I wonder if Jim Carrey wanted him. 
Like, I wonder if that was a Jim Carrey, like, because they offered it to him. He turned it down. Right. Yeah. Man. Of course, it went on to be played by the excellent Jeff Daniels. But Shrek wasn't, uh, Shrek was originally Farley, right? And then he died, and so that's when Mike Myers and Mike came Myers in. Mike Myers took over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there must they have been Nicholas a- Cage in there at some yeah. point. And, and, man, Nick Cage in Matrix. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Singapore, did I mention this one yet? Singapore Airlines has a special compartment in some of its planes to hold a body if someone dies on a flight. Oh, that's comforting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still can't fit your carry-on anywhere in there. I, I mean, I guess I appreciate it. If somebody seizes up beside me and we're just an hour into an eight-hour flight. Right. I don't want them getting stiff beside me. Can't they get down to the hold or something? Is that where they, they put them? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I'd like to not have to deal with it. <laughs> they come down the ramp and they go around the carousel <laughs> and the flight lands. <laughs> Family's trying to pull him off before he goes around again. Uh, we shake hands to show we're unarmed. That's why we started shaking hands, to show we're unarmed. Okay. So I, I don't think we need to do that anymore. Right. I mean, jazz hands would do the same thing. Yeah, that would be great. Everyone just went up to each other with jazz hands. Could you imagine the end of a round of golf? Just standing there. And, <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Good round. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was to show somebody, it was a sign of trust that you believed the other person wasn't going to either shoot you or take a sword out and fight you. But didn't they just develop, like, right after that, swords that would shoot out of your sleeve? I think that was in Bond. Oh. I think you're getting real life and movies confused. That's possible. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.